listening to a PK Olawale sermon. Prepare to be blessed. 2 Corinthians in chapter 3, verse 17. 2 Corinthians 3, 17. Let's read that text from there. Then we're going to go a lot into some scriptures. Is that okay? Pastor Victor, Reverend Victor is very forgiving. No, I'm serious. Some people you forgive, I'll slap them, then I'll I will forgive them, but slap them still. Yes, so that they won't think of doing it again. You know, but he, I don't know how he does it. I don't really think I want to be that. (laughs) Amen. He has such a large father's heart. I have a trainer's heart. You fall in line or like, his booty come, I'll kick you until you... (laughs) <laughs> Amen. Second Corinthians 3, are we ready now? Can we have the new King James Version, bros? So that heathers, withers, dance, went. And some folks, those of you that feel God cannot speak in, all prophecies have been coming in KJV. Have you noticed? Thus says the Lord. Nobody is saying, God is telling me to tell you. That one does not sound spiritual. <laughs> God is telling me to tell you that you must not do this. Down is not down, but does says. When they want to make it very ginger, the spirit of the Lord. It's not just the Lord, the spirit of the Lord. Have you met, you remember those brothers, Revo, on campus those days? Their Bibles, those of us, we should have this Gideon small Bible. They always apostolic Bible, very big. It always, it's always in the armpit. Too serious for life. And anytime they are coming to fellowship, the Holy Ghost takes over right from their dome. When you greet that, ah, I'm, I mean, for someone like me, in life is just like play everywhere and was a clown. So I see them, hey, bro, Andy, where are you going? The Lord be with you. <laughs> Why? They are going to fellowship. Go. <laughs> bro, Andy. <laughs> All right, then. Bros, change this thing now. Oh, okay. You would have told me. God bless you. All right, then let's do this. One, two, read. Verse 18. It is the same thing. ESV and KJV. Don't worry. Just leave it as KJV. All right. Leave it as KJV. Please. (laughs) <laughs> all right then keep all this that where are thou don't go get back to your seats sir, please thank you so much can we put our hands together for him we're missing together for the next few seasons yes want to read everyone Let me read New King James Version to you. But we all with unveiled face, beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just by the Spirit 
of the Lord. May the Lord bless the reading of his holy words. Now the key word had been be ye transformed and you've heard so much within a very short time and God will still do much more in your lives in Jesus mighty name. Now the mirror here is the key. If you look at this scripture, we're going to break it down a little bit today. If you look at this scripture, there are three key factors there or keywords. Number one is the mirror itself. Number two is glory. Number three is how the glory comes, which is by the spirit. All right. Now you, that is the person being spoken about or the identity of the person that is, who stand before the mirror that is held by the Holy Spirit, you are very secondary. But the key things here is number one, um, the mirror itself, which obviously Pastor Shabbat explained to us is the word of God. Number two is the glory. And number three is the spirit that can help you see the glory in the mirror. Now, it simply tells me that there are three things that um, you can get from the mirror. Three things. And these three things are the three levels of scriptures or three dimensions of the word of God. Please stay with me. Be very, very close. Three dimensions of the word of God. So, let's, the three things is the mirror itself. The mirror itself, you know, you don't have to stand before a mirror. A mirror itself is an entity, isn't it? It's, a, it's, it's, it's something tangible. You can hold it. It has its own structure. Material, composition, physical configuration. The mirror itself. So, you don't have to stand before a mirror to know the configuration of a mirror. You can just stand behind it. Now, behind it is, is not a reflective. All right, you can just see anything because if it's reflective, then it is a glass. You see through, but it is a mirror. All right, so you can, he has his own structure, his width, his breadth. Yeah, what kind of material was used? What kind of stuff was, was used in bringing it together? Things like that. Now, that's the first level of scripture, which means you can look at scripture and all you get from it is information or facts. Now, underline the word fact, I didn't say truth. All you can get from it is information or facts. In other words, now this is a realm that any unbeliever and every unbeliever will be at. When you take hold of the scripture, you will know Jesus was born. You will know a lot of people, do you know some professors know the Bible more than yourself? But it cannot profit them anything. Because all they are looking at is not the mirror itself, but they are, they are by the mirror, they are with the mirror. They can tell you the entirety of the configuration of the mirror. So the first thing you see about the mirror is what the mirror itself is. In this case, because we are talking of a person in our mirror, the Bible, is who it is. Information and facts. Number two, when you stand before the mirror, you can see yourself. What you should see is yourself. And now this is the dimension of scripture that gives you direction or shows you purpose. That's yourself, your very, very self. You see, if you stand before the mirror, you will know that your head is blessed like mine and that you are not too tall. You will be able to see yourself. If you get saved, this is a realm of scripture that you should be able to easily access. In other words, you should open scripture and you should see God's purpose for your life. Information, facts, direction. You should know where God is taking you. I know the thoughts I have towards the thoughts of peace. Uh, not evil to give you an expected end. You know that saying unto the righteous, it shall be well with him. 
418, the Bible says the path of the just, like unto a light, shines brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. Psalm 115 verse 14, the Bible says, and they grow from strength to strength. Every one of them appears down, and you and your children shall increase. That's what the Bible says, 115, 114. So you know that there is, God's desire for you is that you are going to move ahead in life. Things are not going to remain the same. There is coming a help. There is, God has put everything in place, every structure. Second Peter 1, 3, according as his divine power, has given unto us all that pertains to life and godliness. You see purpose, you see direction. But ladies and gentlemen, it is a terrible thing when all you see in your mirror is yourself. If this mirror shows you yourself alone, brother, you are not, you can't move from glory to glory. Because if, the Bible says, if you stand before the mirror and you see glory, then you can move from glory to glory. But you see yourself, you'll be at the same level. You'll be where you are and you'll be wondering, Lord, why is my life like this? God is never to blame. Everything that we needed, he's done. But ladies and gentlemen, a lot of people just refuse to move to the next level. The next level is you standing before the, the, the mirror and rather than seeing yourself, you are seeing glory. But the Bible says this cannot be made happen by yourself. The first one, you don't need anybody's help. Second one, you don't need anybody's help. But this level, the Bible says, can only be made happen by who? The Holy Spirit. I was told... One of my sons in the Lord, his job took him to Indonesia. He works with an old company. Went to Indonesia for a while and they joined up with this beautiful evangelical Christian um, church and multiracial. But they, they do a lot of mission work. But almost everybody there was, he said there will be no month or two or three months or within a year that they will bury someone who had died of sickness because they don't believe in healing. And yet, ladies and gentlemen, these people can sell their houses to give to missions. They will sell their cars. They will go to places to go and preach the gospel and they are ready to die there. But yet, sickness will hit their body and they will die. Did they die in God's own time? No. Oh no. Why can't God stop it? He can't. No, let me not use he can't. He won't. The structure I put in place does not conform with that. He won't. If God will not, there's no way God will make you believe that he, he can heal you. Otherwise, salvation must not be by choice. Are you still with me? A lot of them were dying. Why? They don't believe. Yeah, well, the Lord give it, the Lord take it. Oh, no. There are a lot of people have different conceptions. This level is very dangerous. It is godly, but it's godly, dangerously godly. For want of a better phrase. Please, are you with me? And this is where a lot of believers are stuck. That's why, Pastor, you will see some people, they are like Jesus Christ. In character, same yesterday, today, and forever. The anger they've been battling with in 17 years, they still have it now. The loss they've been battling with in 16 years, they are still battling with it now. Thiefing, lying for the past 16 years, they're still indulging it now. 
And in fact, they are not said they say it's my weakness. How come your inner man isn't getting better? How come you are not enjoying more things in God? God is never to be blamed, man. He's called you into his house. Spread before us a table. Ladies and gentlemen, he will not feed you. He's done his own job. Called you into his banqueting hall. And the invitation was love. His banner over us is love. Brought us into his banqueting hall. And all we need to do, you are now to sit down. Decide what you want to eat. Brother, when you see yourself in a mirror, the mirror by virtue of its own natural design is meant to show you who you are. In other words, it gives to you what you, what you want to see. But there is a realm of it that you make the mirror show you what you want it to show you. <laughs> do you hear what I said? You make the mirror show you. Now, why do I use the word, the phrase you make? It's because the first one does not need too much of your own work. Just stand before the mirror. The mirror will naturally show you your image. But brethren, if you want the mirror to show you something besides your image, while standing in front of it, there's some work to be done. And that's the work a lot of Christians don't do. A lot of Christians don't do. Stay with me still. The third realm is you standing before the mirror and the mirror is now to show you what God wants you to be. Or what God has made you, which he wants you to be. Now, it is not natural for the mirror. Now, for you to know this realm is supernatural, like, like Reverend said yesterday, this realm is supernatural. The natural workings of a mirror is that you stand before it, it to show you what is in front of it. For it to show you what is not in front of it, different from what is in front of it, ladies and gentlemen, is supernatural. And it has a lot to do with what you do. That's why I use the phrase, you make it show you what God says you are. Now stay with me, we're still on a short journey. So we've clearly defined those three categories. Let me take a detour here. And before I begin to explain, so the first one doesn't need too much of a walk, just be around the mirror. That's why you can take your Bible, open it. A professor can they take your Bible. A Muslim can take the Bible and read it. But guess what? They will never, they will never get to the realm where the mirror will show them what God says they are. They can see the structure of the mirror. Every unbeliever will see the structure of the mirror. Some of them, do you know to an extent, some of them can even get direction from the mirror. Seeing themselves in the mirror, they can. You don't need a relationship with God to do that. To see yourself before the image. No, you don't. The utopian eunuch, Acts chapter number 8. This guy was coming for whatever reason he went to Israel, whether on diplomatic assignment or whatever, he was returning. Or pilgrimage. He was returning. This guy was studying the Bible. All through his journey in his carriage. And was not reading quietly. Because when Philip moved near, he heard him reading Joel, Isaiah. This guy was intent. He had decided that even though he wasn't a Jew, he would order his life according to Jewish custom. So he was trying to study to know. It will give you direction. 
When scientists uh, were looking for, when they did, there was a time, I read about it several years ago, when they were calculating the age of the earth, the timings and everything, they saw that about 15 degrees or so was missing of time. At the end of the day, scientists, they found the answer in the Bible. We are Joshua told the moon to stay. Then they felt that within the cycle of time, um, that something is missing. There is a time, there is this 15 minute gap or 15 degree gap. They later found the answer in scripture. It will give you direction. It will show you purpose. But this is anti, that first rent. Open your Bible with me. First Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter number 2. How many realms have we talked about now? What are the three things you can do with the mirror? Number one. No, 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 no. What can the mirror do? What can you get from the mirror? Number one. Yeah, it can tell you about itself. Number two. Can see yourself. Number three. Can show you what God says you are. First Corinthians 2. Let's start from verse number 6. Let's start from verse number four, please. Verse number four. Fairly long reading, I'll handle myself. And my speech, Paul speaking to the Corinthians here. And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom. Please take note of man's wisdom. Someone say man's wisdom. Was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in the demonstration of the spirit and, and of power. Next verse, keep going. That your faith should not stand. So there are possibilities here. Now this is the two platforms on which your faith can stand. He didn't say unbelief. He said your faith. He didn't say unbelief. He said your faith. So he says that your faith should not stand. So there's a possibility that your faith can stand in the wisdom of men. Number two, he says your faith can stand. What's the next option? In the power of, you're not talking to me, church. Power of God. I need you to understand this. That's why I'm going slowly. I'm teaching. So, a lot of times when our faith can stand the wisdom of men, simply means a lot of times when you just start out, you, you can figure out how God will do it. Wisdom of men. Don't forget, I told you. Two things that makes God peculiar. God's character is embedded in two things. Number one is thoughts and his ways. And I said, what is the Bible? The Bible is thoughts written, ways described. Thoughts of God written down and his ways described. What is the scripture? Thoughts, written thoughts, described ways. That's what the scripture is. Written thoughts, described ways. So here, ladies and gentlemen, Right in this book in front of me is the entirety of the thoughts and ways of God that God wants man to know that man, only man can know. Anything beyond this is not for us. I take that again. Anything beyond this is not for us. We can't even handle it. This one, we can't fully understand it yet. The same scripture, this same scripture, if I come back tomorrow and God opens my eyes another way, it will be a different matter altogether. Please stay focused, don't look around. What am I saying, people? Your faith can stand in the wisdom of men. 
Now, wisdom of men is embedded in the three wheels of carnality or the three wheels of the world system. Wisdom of men in lust of the flesh. In other words, you can trust God for what God doesn't want you to have, but what you need to have to be relevant with men. Let me give you a typical example. Somehow, when I, I got out of school, by God's grace, I did well, not because I was brilliant, but because I couldn't afford to fail the exam twice. Nobody will pay for the next one. I only had a, a one bite at a cherry at any time. So failing the exam was not an option for me. You go, you go in once, you pass once. Not just pass, be at the top. Otherwise, if you are not picked, no, who will fight for you? So I only had one bite at the cherry. So when people see my result and say, oh, you are so smart. No, I said it's what you call hustle. That's what it means that we either, we either die here or this thing comes out good. It's as simple as that. No other option. So I go in, but as I left school, before I left school, I, I had an inkling. Nobody told me anything. You know when you just know. Like when I saw Bola, I just know she's my wife. When you just know. Huh? When, when you just know. It's beyond, you can't, it's, it's, not, it's a spiritual thing, you can't understand it. Except you experience it. It's better experience than explain. I just knew that I must not work in a bank. Bank, any job that will take me beyond 5, 6 p.m. is not for me. For others, oh, now I studied economics. Before we finished, that was the, when all the second generation banks started. And they were recruiting and paying crazy money. Pastor, crazy money. But I knew it was not for me. And I had my siblings to train. All of my siblings, four of them, I had, I had school fees to pay. And I was a student myself. So, obviously, a good, good paying job will have helped the family. But it was not for me. I just kind of knew it. One day, so eventually I got a job, um, which was, which, which does not really in any way give credence to what I qualified with. But that was the one that allows me time. I must close. Why? I must be in church. Because I knew my life. You just know it. I knew my life was about church. And if I'm going to be anything God wants me to be, I must put in the shifts. There's a period for training. I can't get trained counting money, balancing accounts. Oh, no. That one will be a side chick. The main wife. <laughs> Meanwhile, will be the gospel. Go and be with the Lord. Spend time. Sleep in God's house. So one day, and the job I got, the take-home pay was not taking me home. <laughs> Why wouldn't take me home? Whoa. So one day, one of my friends came. And he said, oh, he heard that um, Zenith is recruiting that one of the banks. Let me not pre-advert. One of the banks was recruiting that we should just go and write exams. I was reluctant. I just told him, let's just go. So I went with him because I, I really had nothing doing. And we got there. Apparently, I had taken my resume with him. So unknown to me, he dropped his resume and my resume. And they looked at our resumes and said, well, they have another interview. Some folks are coming in the next one hour to write a written test. Can we join them in writing the test? I said, yes. I said, so I'll go and wait for you. He said, no, no, no. They said, both of you. Who, where, how? I didn't resist. He said he submitted my resume. How can you do this? 
So I just wrote the test for the fun of it. Unfortunately for me, since the bank was established, till the moment we wrote the test, I scored the highest ever. Unfortunately. If I knew I should have failed. <laughs> I still have this, this, this position to, I don't have a second bite at the cherry. First, the only opportunity I, I will I will I will die there. That's that's how I was brought up. Well, necessity laid on me. So then, oh, they were so excited, blah blah blah. There was news. So they now said I should just go and see the. So they gave me an offer letter, and here I was. I had to make a decision. You be rich. The MD wanted me to be at PA. And everybody was already congratulating me. Man, you be money. You work hard. And guess what? You can't. You you close when you, he closes. And the man was a workaholic, renowned workaholic. In fact, can you imagine? I just came in banking officer one or two. I can't remember which one now. And they already gave you official car. So I was wondering, and driver, why? <laughs> because maybe it's twelve midnight. At a, at some point, they wanted to get an apartment for me very close. So where he lives and here was good money pastor good money resumption no closing time so i knew this was i was either to pick purpose or enjoy life but you see you can still enjoy life not fulfill purpose and make heaven but it is when you get to heaven. Why do you think that some people will be in heaven? The Bible says that the Lord will wipe their tears away. It's then you will now cry. I wasted off my life. God will show you what you could have been for him. So I decided, no, that's not for me. It was one decision within a second. and Oh, no, I'm not going to do this. I walked away. Then, guess what? The place that they employed me, where the takeover was not taking home. So I, the devil wanted me to feel the decision so they sacked me too <laughs> i'm serious same week they just woke up and said i think we should go so i packed my things then rather than go home i went to church i resumed in church 7 a.m as though i'm going to an office had no income had no anything and i was spending time praying fasting stay with my bible stay with my bible stay with my bible until another job came that the take-home pay could take me home and pay lesson fees for siblings. What am I saying, ladies and gentlemen? There is a realm. Your faith can stand in the wisdom of men or the power of God. It can be both. You will never experience the power of God on the pedestal of men's wisdom. What you have there is what Paul has spoken about earlier. It's called manipulation. Say, we did not come to you with enticing words of men's wisdom. It's called manipulation. Let's keep reading. Next verse. Go, 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 sis. How be it? We speak wisdom among them that are perfect, yet not the wisdom of this world, nor of the princes of this world that come to not so the wisdom of men on which some faith can stand will come to what remember the bible says and the world passeth away and the lost thereof they that do the will of the father abides forever keep going 
Can we read everyone? Please, want to read. Now, this wisdom of God, what is its nature, please? What are the features of this wisdom, characteristics of this wisdom from this verse? No, it's a mystery. Number two, it is hidden. Hidden means it's not for every Tom, Dick, and Harry. Why is this wisdom hidden? Now, this wisdom is the third realm of the workings of the mirror, which is the mirror telling you what God says about you. That one is locked up. That realm in scripture is called the realm of revelation. So, we have the realm of information or fact. We have the realm of um, purpose or direction. Then there's a realm of revelation. The realm of revelation is sealed. Sealed. Some people will never know it till they die. And until, if you don't know it, you cannot see, you cannot look into the mirror and see the glory of God. What will be seen in the mirror? Yourself. That's the best level you will attain. This realm is sealed. That's why the Bible was saying in that passage that the only way we have been able to see the glory in the mirror is by the Spirit. Let's keep reading. Let's see the workings of the Spirit here again. Keep reading, please. Next one. Please, everyone read. Want to read? Now, hold on. This is very interesting. The structure of the image of the mirror itself, the priests of this world, they know it. <laughs> the expected reflection of the image, they have an idea. There's only one level they, don't, they will never know. And that's the one that is sealed because for you to get it, the access, the key they need to unlock it, they can never have it. His name is the Holy Ghost. Is somebody with me? The key they need to access the realm is who? The, and Satan will never carry him. No power of darkness will. That tells me, ladies and gentlemen, if I'm going to rule darkness, if I'm going to stand at a realm that tells them what to do and they must obey me, ladies and gentlemen, I can't operate at the realm they understand. I cannot. What makes my professor professor? He knows what I don't know. <laughs> professor, sir, you know what students don't know. That's why you're a professor. But the Bible says, I have no understanding than my teachers. Whoa! Because the Holy Spirit by the word has become my meditation. One of my courses, I was arguing with a professor. He was wrong. In some instance, probably, I don't work him on him that day, but he didn't know what he was saying. And I was silly enough to say, sir, I don't think you are right. <laughs> oh, he later showed me who was professor. <laughs> and you know Nigeria, you can't petition anybody. <laughs> he gave me two forties. Forty, forty. Messed up my result. Until I went to his village to help during his father 
father's burial, carry minerals, carry coke, <laughs> clean the floor, <laughs> help with the party. That was how I told for my sins. That was the propitiation for my wickedness. <laughs> so, okay, you, are, you, are the, you may have the knowledge, you don't have the authority. That's why he showed me that. When you move into this realm, ladies and gentlemen, please, this thing is, let me give you a typical example. Typical example. I heard somebody stand and say, brother, we are going to pray that every spirit princes in the air that we stand and frustrate our prayers. We take authority over them in Jesus' name. I wanted to behave like I behaved in class. Sir, that is unscriptural. Totally unscriptural. That is the realm of the structure of the mirror and the image you are seeing of yourself. There is something we have seen that only the Holy Ghost can show you. He said, but it's in the scripture. Daniel prayed. And the priest of Pasha, we stood in 21 days. I said, Daniel didn't carry the Holy Ghost. Man, guess what? Daniel was not seated in heavenly places. As you see me so, I know they're here. Now only body you see. The real me, me and Jesus are conversing as I'm speaking to you here. Answer. Please, bros, come. This guy is always dead tight, looking good and handsome. And he knows it and he doesn't need so come here, my friend. <laughs> now, look at this bros. Please, stay here with me. The Bible says, Ephesians 1.20, which you wrote in Christ Jesus when he rose him from the dead, and made him see by the right hand of the heavenly father. Father bought principalities and powers, and all names that are named born in this world and what to come, and has made him to be head unto the church in all things. He says in Ephesians 2.6, but we are seated with Christ in heavenly places. We are seated in Christ in heavenly places. You are here. We are of the world, but you are not of this world. We are ambassadorial responsibilities. Like you said, is what we are performing here. Diplomatic duties. Citizenship in heaven. Inheritance in heaven. And guess what? Even when I'm ambassador, anywhere I am becomes heaven. Walter Carrington. In Lagos, Nigeria is actually the United States. It's actually the United States. No, though it is in Nigeria. So ladies and gentlemen, don't categorize me as one of them. One of the reasons I tell any embassy, you can't refuse me visa. You and who, we don't operate at the same level. I'm coming to come and do you a favor. You are telling me you won't give me visa. <laughs> Why? The earth is... Some of us still believe that the devil is the owner of the earth. Rulership does not mean ownership. And guess what? He's no longer ruler. He is no longer ruler. He was. Calvary displaced that. Who is ruler? Who is ruler? No, you see, you are wrong. Who is ruler? I am ruler. You are ruler. God came to Moses. He said, I am come down to deliver my people. But you see, I can't go to Pharaoh. You are going to go. God does not deal with people, things like that. Too mundane. For the God, the enigma who sits in the palace of wonders. Excellency of knowledge and of wisdom, the sole tormentor of the kingdom of darkness. You want him to go and be dealing with Pharaoh. Love at Bishop Idaosa. Sometimes some witches said they were gathering. They wanted to have a meeting. He said, even if Jesus comes, they will have the meeting. The Bishop said, you are correct. We don't need Jesus in this matter. I mean, this matter. 
That is what we are called to live. That is when you look in the image and you are seeing glory. We can't operate at the same level. You need to be transformed. Get away from this realm. Whose prayer? See, if you are praying from this earth, eh, they can block it. But if you are seated in, and if, are, if this is God, eh? no, for now. <laughs> so this is God. I'm talking to my father. And where are we now? That's where you guys are down. We are up. We are in heavenly places. All right? And I'm talking to him. Excuse me. Can Satan visit here? No, this one is, he can't come here. So how can you tell me the devil can? But if you live a carnal life, or you lack understanding, you see, the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 4, it says that which is carnal is carnal. And those, anything that is carnal is temporal. When you operate in heavenly places, you, are, you and your father are talking. Daniel did not have that access. No one could have it until Jesus showed up. That's where you are now. So, do you know the best he can do? Is to distract you. Distract you enough to forget where you are and live like you are one of those here. That's the best he can do. Go and read scripture. Acts. Scripture says in chapter 19. And um, what's his name? Saul. Saul and Silas. They wanted to go to a particular place. Um, Saul said, the Holy Ghost hindered us. At another time, Paul said, he wanted to do some things, but Satan hindered them. Do you know what the hindrance is? He can't stop your prayers. He can distract you. Let me tell you the only reason why your prayer is not answered. You pray and receive not because you ask amiss. You are not asking. You are asking amiss. What do you ask amiss? Thank you, sir. And until you know God's purpose and you help, which can only be revealed to you by the Holy Spirit, not 16 principles. Principles have replaced the Holy Ghost. In fact, the truth is this, Google. Google has become the substitute for the Holy Ghost. Anything you want now, rather than ask the Holy Spirit, what should I do? Google. In circumstances like this, when they hit your car, you are a believer. Your faith is standing in the wisdom of men. We are living like mere people, ordinary people on the surface of the earth. Google. Google. What is the meaning of symptoms? What, what symptoms when you are feeling so, so, and so? Why can't you ask the Holy Ghost? And that's why, a hey, pastor, I want to get married. I don't know who to get married to. There are too many suitors, pastor. I'm grateful to God, though. I'm not, but there are too many. I don't know which one of them. Because there's Ugo, there's Ugo, there's Ugo. <laughs> pastor, can you ask God for me which one of them? So you, went for, you go for spiritual Googling from a man who has no direction for his own life. To tell you direction for your own life. So when we are discussing what even angels are not really hearing us. They are not as close as we are. This is JC and myself. Our Lord Jesus Christ. Say sir. 
<laughs> uh, Jesus, it is too much. Oh, it's very good. I just love your blazer. Even this is your shoe. It's from the throne of grace. <laughs> Thank you so much. Put your hands together for him, please. You now tell me someone who doesn't have access to where we live. Can, you and your wife is in the, you're in the bedroom. You said the children can come and disturb your prayers. Or disturb your discussion. What's the best they can do? Can they come and stop you from saying what they're saying and he answering what, what she's saying? No, but they can come and bang on the door. Hey, mommy, somebody's going to die. Oh. Uh-huh. Then you leave, you leave his presence. They go and go to, to who is going to die? It was just a joke. <laughs> then you come back at that time, the master is busy with something else. But he always has time for you, though. But that's the best he can do. Distract you, but that you pray and you hinder. He can, he can hinder you, he can hinder you. Yes. Hindering you is even if you operate within the wisdom of men. For the Bible says, John 3, 8, the Bible says the way of a spiritual man, or the way of the spirit, is like unto a wind. You don't know where it's coming from. Let me tell you one of the reasons why Satan goes to and fro. When he's after your life, do you know why he goes to and fro? He has no clue where you're coming from. He has no clue where you're going to. So he keeps assuming all the time. So he goes on, on road one. Poo, pa. No, she's not there on this one. Poo, pa. This is not the way it's going to. To, fro. Trying to guess where you should be passing through. And because you believe he can hinder your prayers, he's been hindering your prayers. See, that ignorance is enough for him. It's, it's, it's good for him. So long you don't know who you are in God. And it cannot be, you cannot know it except by the Holy Spirit. You look at the image and all you see is yourself. There are three things. Or if, let me put it this way. There are three agendas Satan has as regards mankind. Now, when, if number one fails, it switches to plan, plan B. Plan B fails, it switches to plan C. So, there are three plans. Now, he iterates between the three if one fails. So, plan number one is that you must not know God. Everything he fights for, everything he does is to make sure you do not know that man does not get saved. Primary assignment, don't know God. Number two. If you know God, if he fails, if that plan fails, he does everything to make sure you don't get saved. If that one fails, you will now make sure that you don't enjoy your relationship with God. Be there, but be struggling. Now, this is one of the ways he makes sure you don't enjoy your relationship with God. He says, my people perish because they don't pray. Oh, no, no, my people perish because they don't fast. Which, which version do you use? My people perish because, because they don't know. As long as you don't know, he's fine. And you cannot know without the Holy Spirit. The realm you're operating is a realm that you see as relevance. He says, the mystery which the priests of this world do not know. Had they known it, they would not have crucified. 
That was the realm when you stand before the mirror and what you are seeing is not the image standing for the mirror. But what God says, let me explain what God says. God looks at a man that is a weakling and calls him a man of valor. Joshua got to Jericho and the Bible says when they got there, even Joshua that had the promise, God said, I'll give them the land. When they saw war, bros, war, past war. When they saw war, they said, well, this is not the place. Then God told Joshua, Joshua 6, 1, see. See simply means what you are seeing, the image is wrong. Look through my own eye. You will see something different in the image. Then Joshua switched, moved away from the voices and the hearing of the people, stepped up into the realm of glory, began to see with the eyes of God. And what he saw, it was a wall coming down. He saw the people inside because the truth is this. If you look at the wall alone, you have no idea what's going on inside. The people inside were actually afraid of the people outside. And the people outside were afraid of people inside because they couldn't see the people inside who were afraid of the people outside. And that's what the devil does. If you know how petrified he is of you, the day you gave your, your life to Jesus, disaster for him. Guess what? The day you got filled with the Holy Ghost, disaster for him. The day you are free from ignorance, uh, you don't finish. But brethren, he does everything to make sure you don't enjoy your fellowship with God. So when trouble comes and you have to count it all joy, when God is taking you through process, he will look at you and say, ah, is the devil attacking you. Life hates you. Family stronghold. Then number three, if he fails in that one, and over you in the name of Jesus, he will fail. Number three, if he fails with that one, he will now make sure that you are not available for God to use. Don't know God, don't enjoy God, and don't be available for God to use. A lot of you looking at me here, all you do is come to church. There's nothing we can say that you are doing for God. Not one thing. God must, is the one that must have an agenda for you. You have no agenda for him. When he's looking for someone to send to Pharaoh, you are not available. Send to this person, you are not available. Send to that person, you are, you are not available for anything. Now, which none of the princes of this world knew, for had they known it, they would not have crucified the king of glory. Which, is, which realm is it that they don't know? Verse number 9. Now don't forget, this wisdom that they don't know. We, we talked about its characteristics. Number 1, it is a mystery. Number 2, it is hidden. Why they don't know it? Because it's hidden. Why did God hide it? That's one of the reasons why he hid it. <laughs> so that they would know. It is with him. If you get to him and he's your father, they don't have access to him. <laughs> you have access to him. He has hidden it. That's why the Bible says it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. The honor of kings it is to search it out. There are some things. See, what you need to deal with the devil and call him a non-entity any day is with God. And only the Holy Ghost can help you dig it out. God kept it 
so that they would, no, no one else will have access to it except you. This mystery, the Bible says, it is, go, uh, keep, let's keep reading. But as it is written, I has not, now this scripture is not for blessings. No, because we have quoted the picture before. I, as it is in brethren, we are going to pray. God should do something new. I has not seen. He has, has not heard. He's not talking of blessings. He's talking of mystery. Eyes have not seen it. Ears have not heard it. It has not passed the mind of men. What God has prepared for them that love him. Keep going. Keep going, sis. Oh, everybody read. Want to read, please? How, who is he? Who reveals them to you? By, by, I can't hear you. By, I can't hear you. By, somebody shout, Holy Spirit. What are these things we are talking about? Finish the verse. Complete the verse, please. Forgive my English. Yea. God, the Spirit searched all things. Yea, the deep things of God. A lot of God's children do not know it. Some will die never knowing it. And that is what you need to become a king. To rule. Satan knocks on your door. Comes into your house. You don't understand the fact that for God to have allowed him access, there's, there's something you have to learn in that event. He has no right to come in. Your life is not in your hand. Someone tells you you are going to die. You tell them, excuse me, you can only kill what I have. This life is no longer here. I've, I've rent it's totally in the hands of Jesus. And I've told him whatever he wants to do with it, fine. So if he wants it done, fine. If he doesn't find one of my friends, robbers went to his house. Do you know he didn't know they had even killed their megad? Oh, yeah. They had killed two people on the street, killed their own security guard, came to his own apartment, was still a bachelor. And they came and said, Where's your money? Where's blah, blah, money? He was, said he was so calm. He didn't know how the calmness came with all their guns. And he went and brought money out. I now told them, I said, This money, I just got it, but. I've not removed tights, so I'm going to remove my tights. Oh, yes. So they told him to remove it. So he removed his tights, and he kept it there. They now told, collected it. He said, no, 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 that's not fair. I won't have money to spend. So we are going to, I'm going to collect, take some money. You guys can go with the rest. So they say, how much does he want? You, I'm Paso. Paso time back in the Dublin Island. So he removed the amount. They now went with the rest. When, after the whole episode, when they came out and the neighbors, and the neighbors were crying, you know, people have died, and blah, blah, blah. I said, the same guys that came, I collected some of my money from them, blah, blah, blah. That is what it means. Only the secret place. Only the secret place can give you such boldness. There was once the only time in my life I've ever seen an armor. I was I was, I went to Unilag to go and preach. Through late to go and minister in the second service. I did first service there. First service and second service. I ran to Unilag to go and preach and talk to the students. And I was returning. 
Then they accosted us somewhere on um, Stadium Bridge. Fortunately for them, I was not the one driving. God planned this. He said, I will have died or you'll have heard a testimony. One of the two. Oh, no, no, I'm serious. One of the two. But fortunately, I was not the one driving. The, my son was with me. The son of the, my host pastor that was returning to his church to preach was with me. So we're discussing scripture and just telling them stories and the whole thing happened. Then some guy came, opened my door. Sincerely, I didn't even know he was carrying a gun. But he was carrying a gun. I felt violated. No, I'm fear. I was angry. The guy told me to come now. I said, I'm not coming now. The other, the other, the minister driving said, Pastor, he has a gun. So I now saw his gun. <laughs> well, guess what? It was not the gun. I had to make a decision. These kids with me, it was just myself. Or it was either you hear a testimony, I'll give them matching orders, or they shoot and kill me. All right? But these kids, and I think it was God that just made sure those kids went with me. I will have died. Thank you. So I came out. He said, I should go on the floor. I said, no way. I told him, no way. And the guy kept looking at me. I was looking at him too. Eyeball to eyeball. I was angry. Right here, I will, I will tell death to come and take you. If you can send death away from somebody, we can tell him to come. Oh yeah. Especially the spirit of insanity. That one is easy. When we want to go for crusade, we look for madmen in the village. Oh yeah, we go and carry them. All the, you know, the ones that are really renowned in the, in the city square, we go and carry them. Cast out the demon, they become healthy. Right before everybody, they give their heart to Jesus. So if I can tell the spirit of insanity to leave, and you now say, you spirit of insanity, you Yes, sir. <laughs> Enter into this man. Yes. In fact, they'll say, Can I come with my cousins? <laughs> if only you know what Jesus has made you. Leave us mere men. Stood deep. Keep going, my sister. For what man can know the things of a man, save the spirit of a man, which is in him, even so the things of God. No man knows it but who? The spirit. Keep going, quickly. For we have received, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we may know the things that are... Can you imagine, pastor, isn't that an oxymoron or an irony? How can it be hidden and is yet fully given? How can it be hidden and yet it is freely given to us? In other words, this thing you don't have to do too much. You just need to want it. It's yours. That wanting it is what a lot of people don't. Don't have. Now let me take you further. First John 5. 6. Very quick. First John chapter 5 verse 6. 1 John 5, 6. Now, talking about Jesus, this is he that came by water and blood, even Jesus Christ, not by water only, but by water and... Now, so water and blood there is talking about Jesus coming in the flesh. Alright? And it is the spirit that bear witness because the spirit is truth. 
verse 7. There are three that bear witness, that bear record in heaven. Please, let's list them. Number one. Number two. Number three. The Holy Spirit. Father, and these three are one. Now, the right English should be, this three is one. Alright? That's the right English. This three is one. Now, next verse. Please, everyone read. Want to read? Now, in, in, now, you notice that these three needs to agree. The first three are one. This one needs agreement. While functioning on earth, we can't we can equate the operation to the operations in heaven where they are one. But here, they need to agree. In other words, Jesus can't succeed the ministry without the Holy Ghost. The word is letter. First Corinthians 3, about 5 and 6. The word is letter. The letter will kill, but the spirit gives life. The letter, the, this scripture is just letters without the Holy Ghost. Without the Holy Ghost, what you'll be having is information and all you'll be seeing is purpose. And that realm, the princes of this world know it. But the one they don't know is hidden. It's hidden to them. Is hidden to you and you must come after it. Matthew 24. That's it, 24, 25. Matthew 25, verse 1. Let's stop there. Let me pick you from the last place I left you the last time I said. Matthew 25, verse 1. Seize. My time is up. Yes, please. Just, just play. Then shall the kingdom of heaven be likened unto how many virgins? Ten virgins. Now, a virgin is a symbol of purity. Hmm? A lack of defilement, and that's what God, Jesus has made us since the day we got born again. Now, these ten virgins had what in common? Why aren't we talking now? Lambs. So, uh, how many were virgins? How many had lambs? Ten. Let's keep going. And what did they do? They went. So there are three similarities they had. Number one, they were all. Number two, they all had. And number three, they were all going somewhere. Tell your neighbor you are going somewhere. So let's start again. Number one, they were all. Number two, they were all. They all had. Number three, they were all going somewhere. So number one is their identity number two is their assets and number three is their destination now let's go keep going verse number two now here comes some form of stratification five of them were and five were now so we had five foolish virgins who had lambs who are going somewhere then we have five wise virgins uh, who had lambs who are also going somewhere tell your neighbor again you are going somewhere now please what made them you notice that their foolishness or their wisdom did not change the fact that they were virgins it didn't affect that so you could be a holy stupid person that's what scripture is saying now what's the meaning of the word foolish 
simple parlance, foolish means unwise. So it's not very, it's not meant to be insulting. It means unwise. Now, what made some wise and what made some foolish? Because I mean, there should be a reason. They all, they were all virgins. They all had lambs, and they were all going somewhere. Now, five of them were wise, five of them were foolish. Now, let's find out the reason why. Next verse. They that were... So, we found the answer. This is the reason why five were foolish and five wise. The ones that were wise took their lamp and... No, it didn't say... Did the Bible say extra? No, 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 no. This is... That's why you read, don't read from, don't read into scripture. The thing is right before you here. It's part of the problem. It's right here. They that were foolish took their lambs and took. No, it is extra. <laughs> took no oil. So all they had with them was a lamb. No oil. Very good. Now, keep that scripture there. I'm coming back to it. Isaiah 29, verse 11 and 12. Isaiah 29, 11 and 12. Okay, thank you. Fully, right? Okay. Isaiah 29, 11 and 12. I need to bring you back here because if I don't, where we're about to read will not make any sense. Don't forget there are three, three um, experiences you can have with the mirror. Number one, you, the physical content, what the mirror itself is, okay, which is information, all right, or facts. Number two is the reflection of you, you seeing yourself in the mirror, which is purpose and direction. Then number three, which is the one that is sealed. Uh, it is you looking at the mirror, and rather than seeing yourself, you are seeing God's glory, and that can only come by the spirit and the bible says it is hidden that one is hidden now this is scripture buttresses that point because if i don't explain this before we go back to the 10 virgins you won't be able to bring it together he says now the vision is all to become unto you as the word as the words of a book that is sealed someone says sealed just like what we read in first corinthians it is hidden sealed concealed only those who want it that can remove the seal can read the letters thereof and he says which men deliver to one who is learned now the one that is learned here is the one that is saved who can read by virtue of um his, his literacy all right read what is written in scripture now this is a representation of the man that is saved now he looks at it though he can read but the Bible says he can't read it. Why? What he was just complaining. And they say unto him, read this. I pray thee. And he says, I cannot. Why can't he? Because it is sealed. Now they now give the same book. Don't forget this book is sealed. They give it to an illiterate, which is an unsaved person. Which are the princes of this world. Which are unbelievers. And say, read it. And they say, well, <laughs> I am not learned. In other words, even if I open it, it will make no sense to me. Go back to 25. 
Where we stop? Next verse, please. Now, please read aloud, everyone. Especially my sister. And the wise. So, what made, what made a group foolish? They, they had lamb, but they had no. And the other one had lamb, and they had. I'm going to just stop it here. The lamp is the word of God. Psalm 115, 119, 105 says that what is a lamp unto my feet? The oil is the spirit. When, so here, as we sit here, there are two categories of Christians. <laughs> you like this one. Number one category, wise. Let's start with the good. Number two category, foolish. Now, what makes them foolish? Says, one has, we all have the lamp, but some have decided that the lamp alone will be enough. But they know that the lamp without the spirit is letter that kills. Only the spirit who started the deep things of God can make your scripture have meaning. That's why you, in situation you stand, you quote scripture and it doesn't give you answers. It's because you are quoting the letter. The spirit of the word itself can only be given to you by the Holy Ghost. It makes it alive in you. It becomes such a reality. You can't explain it to anybody. You know it's like the back of your hand. That it cannot fail. That is the one you speak and it stands. So, but pastor, I quoted a script. Oh, you did. You quoted letters. You reflected yourself in the image. But listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. The oil itself is not useful without the lamp. So, what happened in Jordan was the meeting of the word and the, and the spirit. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost, the word that became flesh with the Holy Ghost, then he can go about doing good and heal them that are oppressed of the devil. The word that breathed you. Relationship with the Holy Spirit is what a lot of people don't have. And guess what? Allow me to use for want of Another way to explain this. The Holy Spirit, if there's any, please understand, I just said that clearly now, for want of a better way to explain it. If there's any person or personality of the Godhead that seems to have female tendencies more than others is the Holy Spirit. Jesus will come after you. The Holy Spirit will go after him. He doesn't come after you. Oh no. Jesus is the one that says, I stand by the door and knock. The Holy Ghost, they ask him, when will he come? Even me. I can't tell you. Sit down. He comes when he wants to show up. So he, he like a woman, you know, a woman is the one that will tell you, she's been longing for you to call since morning. You know, AM, longing, waiting, he's going to call. Then you now call. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> She's been dying for you to call. Uh-huh. What is it? Why do you have to keep disturbing me? She's so glad you called. Uh, but she will not let you know yet. The Holy Spirit will not. He's in you. Uh, he will not open himself up to an intimate relationship with you until you, he knows you want him. Jesus is the one that comes after you. To save you. Deep relation with the Holy Spirit. Oh no. Stay. When will he show up? I can't tell you. Stay. And that's the problem. No one wants to stay anymore. And therefore, we look at mirrors all the time. And all we see, the best we see is ourselves. Can we stand to pray? But we all, as we open face, beholding in the mirror, how do I start a relation with him? Start by spending time waiting, first of all. Shut yourself in door. Put away phone. We are the generation that want to study the Bible and receive revelation. And the TV is right in front of us, blaring. And our phone is ready to ring at any time. And when he's just about to speak, that's when Satan will make sure that um, uh, uh, Ugo, Ugo calls. Then he calls, then he truncates the flow. Then you go back, you can't tell him when to start. That is one person you don't tell when to come, when to go. Oh no. You need to talk to him if you want a deeper relationship. And it's okay to ask him, Lord, same thing Paul said, what will you have me do? It will now begin to make some personal demands on your life, like, don't go here again, you can't eat this again, you can't do this again. Not because those things are sinful. It begins to make demands based on expediency, not lawfulness. All things are lawful, but all things are no longer expedient. Come and talk to him just for a minute.